welcome into Tennessee Talk. I am Noah McKay, joined by my guy Chase Hoke. Follow us on Twitter at TNTechPod. Like us on Facebook, Tennessee Talk. And we teased some exciting news last week. Uh, officially announcing it now. We are now affiliated. We are very proud to be affiliated with Stonecom Radio out yep. of Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, a part of 106.9 Kicks Country and a part of their podcast bank. So if you're listening to us on I Know, we appreciate you. Welcome. Uh, welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> like you said, so, welcome home. Chase, let's get right into this. How are you feeling today, man? Oh, man. <laughs> How am I feeling after the week I've had in sports? Yeah, uh, let me break down my week in sports for you. It has been one for the ages. So first of all, the Vols, they didn't lose this week. So that was that was a positive. Yeah. They didn't lose yeah. to the bye week, which I was a little bit concerned. I didn't know for sure that they are going to be able to pull that one off. <laughs> yeah, the spread was like plus two and a half. So yeah, it was close. Knew? It was a nail-biter. Um, so then I'm like... Saturday's or Sunday's going to be a good day. The Titans are playing the worst team in the league, right? Yeah, the Bills. They've turned the corner. They just beat the Jaguars, and they just beat the Eagles, and they pull off one of the most Titans games of all Titans games and lose to the Josh Allen-led Bills and score 12 points. Okay. And 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 uh, let's let's not forget Nick Williams, the the shining star yeah, of Tennessee. Whoa, whoa. I got plenty of things to say about <laughs> Nick Williams. And then cap off the wonderful <clears throat> sports weekend by traveling to Atlanta. Yep. with you, my friend. Yes, for Game Four of the NLDS yes. to watch the Atlanta Braves get eliminated. Yay! It's a, they should be called the Tennessee Braves because <laughs> that was a Tennessee performance. Yeah, game. Game three was exciting, and then that's what convinced us to buy the tickets. Yep, and uh, and travel, and of course was, we should not have done that. No, it was fun though. <laughs> but looking back to the Titans, lost thirteen to twelve to the Bills. I cannot believe that I keep saying that, but yet they do. Stephen Hoshka nails a forty-six yard field goal at the buzzer, and the Titans pull off just being the Titans better than anyone. And my biggest takeaway from this game, Chase, is this is the same old Titans. Yep, the same old Titans that play down to their opponents yep. and play up to their opponents. It's it's tiring, it's frustrating, it's hard being a fan in Tennessee. It it's it's hard. And I'm not going to I'm not going to lie, man. It was it's it was tough to wake up this wonderful morning. This wonderful morning knowing <laughs> I had to come and talk about the Titans. Uh- I'm with you. And, um, but we're here and we're doing it, so hey, A for effort. Well, here's the thing with this team right now. It is not a coaching problem. Mm-mm. These players have a problem. We barely beat Cleveland last year. Literally went into overtime. The players have a mental block. And I don't know whose fault it is, but I know one thing. I do not take kindly to the fact that Taylor Lewan puffs out his chest last week and says, there are 32 teams, not 31. And the Titans need to get some more respect. Well, you know the reason you don't get more respect, Taylor Lewan, is because you go out and you lay an egg against Buffalo every year. You're not going to get respect like, like that. No, you're the same not. old Titans. Yep. I mean, you're the same Titans. You, you get us riled up, get us excited just to let us down again. I'm tired of having my heart no, broke. This is the Titans team that should be 5-0 and right now and two games up in the division in the AFC South. Yeah. Instead, they're 3-2 and and they've lost to the Dolphins and the Bills. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. The Dolphins and the Bills? I know this Bills team... Beat the Vikings, right? But you would have thought that would have been a wake-up call to the Titans to not overlook this game, like to come out rolling. And I don't know who the blame should be on, but in my mind, you got to put it on the quarterback. I mean, because he he's he's supposed to be the heart and soul of this team, the lifeblood. Now, granted, if Nick Williams doesn't drop that ball, 
you know, case closed. But at the same time, at the same time, Marcus Mariota has to do something in order to give us more than 12 points against the freaking I, Buffalo Bills. Plain, I, plain and I, simple. I, I get what you're saying, man. But this team can't catch a football to save its life. Taewon Taylor fumbles on the first drive of the game. I mean, you got to hang on to it. First of all, second of all, Nick Williams needs to be cut immediately, right now. I mean, that it, he can't catch. If you can't catch, you can't play wide receiver in the NFL. That's it's unacceptable the drop he had because if he catches that football, we win. The scariest part about this game for me is we're talking about the playing down to their opponents. The Bills stunk. They weren't. It wasn't like the Bills had the game of their life. They had a really bad game. They, it was not like oh, it, you know, a couple weeks ago against Minnesota, they had a really good game, but on both sides of the ball. They didn't do anything special. The Titans just couldn't do anything that they wanted to do. Yeah. And the play calling was bad, which you do not expect out of Matt LaFleur. It was boring. Why are we, why are we not establishing a run game? Why, why, why do we not have the patience in the run game? I, I know I'm, I'm frustrated with Derrick Henry, but at the same time, we're not giving him a chance to get going. Like, granted, he's getting about 10 carries, but we don't keep him – we don't have him out there enough to get in a rhythm. And the same goes with Lewis. You have to be able to establish a run game. I know I said I put the blame on Mariota, and the only reason I say that is because it's, what, year four now? Yep. And I still have question marks if we missed at pick number two. Like, that should not happen if you go number two overall. But, I mean, realistically, you can't put it all on number eight. You can't. No, you can't because I don't think this game is necessarily on Mariota. Um, the interception he threw was on Nick Williams because Nick Williams stopped running on a slant. I don't know why you would ever think in the NFL that you should stop running on a slant, but he did, and it got intercepted. Um, the defensive touchdown that they gave up was a direct result of Taewon Taylor's fumble, and then Kamale Correa taking an absolutely awful angle on Josh Allen going to the inside shoulder instead of the outside shoulder. If he just does what he's supposed to do, he contains Josh Allen inside of the pocket, and Josh Allen has to step up and run right into the linebackers. Instead, he breaks containment and gets into the end zone for the only touchdown scored in the game. That's not Marcus Mariota's fault. The fumble's not Marcus Mariota's fault. Nick Williams dropping the ball is not Marcus Mariota's fault. The play calling is not Marcus Mariota's fault. There are some losses that this team has had that have been Marcus Mariota's fault. But the further away we get from that game on Sunday, the more I don't think that was Marcus Mariota's fault. And you saw again in the fourth quarter, Mariota did everything he could. The throw, the throw to Nick Williams was perfect, and before that he scrambled around just like he does. He hurdles a defender to get a first down. He was taking over the game, and he got no help from his team. And I don't know why this team has a mental block. They talk about how they can win close games. It shouldn't be a close game against Buffalo. No, it shouldn't. But part of that, what if that mental block is Mariota? What if, what if Eric Decker's right? What if he's too passive? I don't think it matters. It matters. Being because passive he has doesn't to, affect how you can has, catch football. You have to control that huddle. You have to, you have to let these guys know, if, if you mess up, I'm holding you accountable. Being passive doesn't mean Nick Williams can't catch a football. It has no effect on that. Or Taewon Taylor can't hang on to a football. Those players have to do their job. Or Kamala Correa taking a bad angle on the quarterback. That, do their job, right? That's the whole thing with the Patriot way is do your job. Mariota can only do so much for this team. Now, there's a mentality thing there, and a little bit, a part of that definitely could be Mariota, but I don't think that loss was on Mariota at all. It was on a bunch of players not doing their yeah, job. I'm not, and Matt LaFleur coaching a pretty bad game on offense. I'm not speaking about the loss being on Mariota's fault right here. I'm just talking about maybe the mindset, the playing down to our opponents, and all this nonsense that we have to put up with as Titans fans. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that. I think – and the messed up part is, I texted you right after the game, and I was like, I'm telling you right now, I'm picking the Ravens to win. 
And then the Ravens go out there and lose to Cleveland. So <laughs> I don't know with this team. I feel like every game is going to be a three-point game all season, the way they're playing, the way they like to play. This seems like that's just the way it's going to be. And those games are such toss-ups. That's a very dangerous way to play football in the NFL because you do that, you end up losing to the worst team in the league. If you give them a chance to beat you, they can beat you. You can't stop the run. That was another thing that was really bad in that Bills game. I mean, LaShawn McCoy looked like he was, it was six years ago. And he was in his prime in Philadelphia. I mean, he was gashing the Titans' run defense. It's a, the Titans have the 26th-ranked run defense in the league right now. Compared to, I think it was second-best last year in the entire league. That is a problem. All the talk about the secondary and the defensive line getting to the quarterback. They can't stop the run. And if you can't stop the run in the NFL, you're going to lose because teams will march down your throat like the Bills did on the last drive of the game. They had three minutes. They marched right down the field, just running the ball. And then they kick a 46-yard field goal to win the game. You've got to be able to stop the run. There's a lot of there, there's a lot of things that you can accept on this team when they're winning. But when a game like that happens, you go, okay, now we can't accept this. Things have to change. And I think this coaching staff is fully capable of doing that. But it would be very nice to just blow a bad team out for once. And I don't know when that will ever happen for the Titans at this point. I can't honestly. I can't even remember the last time it happened. I, oh, I can't either. I mean, that probably the Green Bay game two years ago. But that home. was a good team. Yeah. I'm talking about a bad team. I, I, I've not no playing down. Like I, no I, I, I can't even think of it. I can't either. Okay, so that's all my thoughts about the Bills game. Um, it's officially Ravens hate week, though. <clears throat> yep, the uh, Ratbirds. I hate the Baltimore Ravens. I do too. I can't stand them. Ever since back, you know, the huge rivalry days in the same division. Now we don't play them every year. But, man, this is a big game, too, because both teams are trying to become contenders in the AFC, and the Titans need to bounce back in a big way. Oh, and the Baltimore just lost to Cleveland on the road in overtime. Speaking of not being able to score, but they lost 12-9 to to Cleveland. So both these teams are going to be ticked off coming into this game. Tell me your overall observations heading into Sunday. Man, I just... Honestly, I'm, I'm clueless. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know where I rank. Baltimore's coming off a bad week. The Titans are coming off a bad week. I hope. I hope the Titans are angry. I hope we come down and punch them in the mouth. That'd be ideal. <laughs> but I'm not 100 percent confident that that's what we're going to do. I feel, I feel like this could be a really ugly defensive game, or not necessarily defensive, but just completely bad offense for both teams. Yep, I agree with that. I. I and that's the thing with this team is you don't really know what's going to happen, and I think. Buffalo exposed something with this offense now with a lack of Rashard Matthews. They made a conscious effort to stop Corey Davis. And if Baltimore does that, it kind of it takes away a deep threat out of the team. And it allows teams to just sit down on the run and really get in those plays that are all within the hashes because they don't really spread the field out. They have those dense formations, and they don't spread the field out. And teams can just sit on that and when you don't have a deep threat. And one thing I don't understand is Taewon Taylor is a speedster. Yeah, let the man go deep a few times. Stretch the field with him. Yeah, I think that I think the Titans may be forced into doing that because teams are going to just start double teaming Corey Davis so that he can't get the ball. Um, I think this team, this game is going to be a stereotypical Titans Ravens low scoring game. Uh, last year the Titans won a game against Baltimore at home. Same, kind of the same scenario. Um, they really need to win this game to be just to be honest. I mean, it, you look past this game, they have Baltimore and then they have the London game. And then they have a bye. So this is a very big game to get back on track because the London game is not a sure thing either. Yes. So, you know, this is a 
I, I can't overstate how big of a game this is because the difference between four and two and three and three is massive, especially when you're tied with Jacksonville for first place in the AFC South. You have to keep pace, and yeah. you did yourself a big disservice by losing to a team like Buffalo. So now you've turned this, this Ravens game into a must-win scenario. Yep. But I think the Titans are the better team on paper. But right now, I really don't know what to think about the Titans. No, I don't. E- I really don't either. But I'm just going to lean on the fact that it's at home in Nashville, and we're 12 and two in our last home last 14 home games. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not trying to be a homer. I don't. But I'm. I'm gonna. <laughs> I just. I'm just going to lean on that and say the Titans win. It's going to be super close. I'm not thrilled. I'm just not in the mood to be thrilled with anything right now. But. I think it'll end up being like maybe a 13-10 top game. Wow. Yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately, this is going to be the first time this season I pick against the Titans. I, I just don't I – th- I think – I'm afraid that that game on Sunday is a sign of things to come for this team. Yeah. That's concerning for me. I'm not confident in my pick at all. I'm not at all. <laughs> I will go 17-13, Baltimore wins, and – uh yeah, I I just I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I the Titans have thoroughly disenchanted me. And 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 here's another thing, uh, a little bit of a rant here. They talk about the fans not showing up. Um, let's think back to last year. Last year, halfway through the season, that place was packed. What do these Titans do? They go on the road and they lose to a bad Arizona Cardinals team and a bad San Francisco 49ers team, and they come back and the stadium's half empty. When you have lost consistently for nearly a decade, I don't want to hear a word out of your mouth about the fans not being there or there being opposing fans in there. You get what you earned. That's not how this works. You're not just entitled to people coming and paying way too much money to come watch your team lose. That's not how this works, okay? You're 3-2. and two, You just lost to the worst team in the league. There's going to be a whole lot of Ravens fans in there this weekend. Ravens and travel well. And there's not gonna, they can't say a word about it because they have earned this. When you do that, you earn not having your fans in your building. They're not going to pay money to watch a product that may not be good. You better prove to them that you're going to put a good product out. And you're on your way to doing it until you go and you lose to the worst team in the league. So I don't want to hear Pete, and I'm sure everybody on Twitter will be saying, oh, how stop selling your tickets. No, whatever. The Titans need to win the football games. Make money, cash in. Yeah, the Titans need to win the football games. So I don't want to hear a peep out of people, especially the players or Mike Vrabel, about how there's opposing fans in there. You have to earn the right for people to spend their own money to come and watch you play. And this team absolutely has not done that in years. Not at all. But you know what team in Tennessee has earned that? What's that? The Nashville Predators. Oh, it's amazing. Talk about Tennessee home ice advantage, home field advantage. You want to see what winning will do? And not even winning, just being consistent. Because this place, Bridgestone Arena, is the best home ice, home field advantage in sports right now. And it's not close. I mean, it is a raucous environment, and it's just proof that giving a consistent product can get people there. Sports fans in Tennessee are fiercely loyal, but you have to give them something. You have to give them something to hold on to, and the Titans have done an awful job of that, but the Predators have done a great job, and they sit at 2-0 and undefeated. The one good thing going for us <laughs> yes. as fans of Tennessee sports teams is the Nashville Predators, and tonight, Tuesday night, they have their home opener against Calgary where they will be raising three banners. And a quick question on this one, Chase. Three banners. One, President's Trophy banner. Everyone does that, right? Best record in the league last year. You put a banner up for that. Two, Central Division Champions. Everybody puts a banner up for the division championships. Here's one I got a problem with. 
regular season in small letters, Western Conference champions in big letters. I hate that banner. I think it's ridiculous because you said you're the President's Trophy winner, right? That, that means you won the Western Conference. I think that they're just trying to fill up the rafters, which is unnecessary because there's going to be plenty of banners up there soon enough. I hate that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a stretch, and I, and I think it's just a big slap in the face to being a Tennessee sports fan. <laughs> like it honestly gives people in Chicago, Detroit, Pittsburgh, like a reason to laugh. Yeah, like, for sure. Why? Why? And they're already going to laugh, but you don't need to give them that added incentive to. I mean, come on, regular season Western Conference champions—that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. You get nothing for being the regular season Western Conference champions. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm pretty sure that's what the presidents. President's trophy. Yeah. Trophy. That's what it's mean. for. It means you have the best record in the league. Yeah. So it's redundant. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a pet peeve of mine. And I'm, it's, I'm no, not. No, I, I agree with it. you because honestly, that's, I just feel like that's just a huge slap in the face. <laughs> like, congratulations. You, hey. did, you, you lost in the second round of the playoffs. Hey, yeah. Okay. So the Preds <laughs> are playing Calgary tonight. They're favored to win that game. Hopefully, they'll win that game. It'll be a right. I'm I, not going to be shocked if we lose that game right, based this on this point, week. But. Bridgestone will be rocking. Bridgestone's always rocking. Bridgestone's rocking in the middle of December. It's rocking in April. It's all. It's the best arena in sports, and everyone knows it. Um, Thursday night is the interesting one. It is finally the rematch to get some revenge on the Winnipeg Jets, who knocked the Predators out of the playoffs in seven games last season. The Jets are coming to town, and the Preds, you already know, are going to be hyped up, and it could be a preview of the playoffs again because these teams seem to be set on a collision course for each other for the next few years. It's the two best teams in the league right now, and I, for one, can't wait for it. But do you think the revenge factor plays a role in games like this, in a regular season game? In a rate, definitely. I feel like it does early in the season, especially right now. It's your first time playing each other. I feel like the Predators need to come out and make a statement. And let and just let them know, hey, that was one game. We run this game, yard. Yeah, game seven. That's that's that was one game. That's one series. And, and I think a little bit of it added to that is the fact that Winnipeg kind of slapped Nashville around at Bridgestone Arena, which does not happen. As we've talked about, it's the best home ice advantage in sports, but they didn't care at all about that. So that is something that I think the Preds need to get back on track. Hey, we still win here, right? Yeah. This is still our house. Yeah. You don't own this at all. And you need to let them know that's the Western Conference is still your conference. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah, last year was an outlier. They're back to being the kings of the West. Not regular season Western Conference champions, but just Western Conference champions. And hopefully by the end of this year, Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. So that'll be very interesting to watch. And now, after the bye week, Tennessee goes to Auburn. <laughs> I okay. Let me ask you this: Does Tennessee have a chance to win this game, Chase? No, no. I agree with you. Not, not at not at all. They have a <laughs> not at all. They have they have a chance to make it a game. Like they have a chance to go out and let them know they're there, like they did against Georgia. Yeah. But no, we're not winning this game. There's no <laughs> way. Like. <laughs> That's how far Tennessee's fallen. There's no way they're winning this game. I agree with you. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of have the same mentality entering this game that I had when they played Georgia, and you talked about it a little bit there. Just want to see them, you know, put up a fight, make them remember the day they played Tennessee, because that is a very big deal. And. I just don't want it to look back. I don't want them to say, oh, that's a cupcake. I think the Georgia game was like a 12-point game in the fourth quarter before Georgia ran away with it with two late scores. Something like that I would take for sure. Um, But 
we knew that the, the, these three games, and really four, because South Carolina's pretty good this year too, were just going to be nearly impossible wins for Tennessee at this point. Next week, there's Alabama. I mean, if you were going to steal one of the three, the Georgia-Alabama-Auburn, it's definitely the Auburn game, but I, I'm with you. I don't think that they have a chance. No, I mean, this Auburn all. team, only two losses came to a very good LSU team and a really good Mississippi State team. Yep. And the Vols, are not, they would not be hanging with LSU or Mississippi State, period. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. And be. they're not going to be hanging with Auburn. I don't think so either. The line's, at, I believe it's at 18 or 18 and a half. Do we cover? Maybe. If we do, that's a huge win. I'll take I'll take losing by less than 18 and a half. But I'm not confident even saying we can cover the spread. I mean, it's this team's this team's young. Jeremy Pruitt's a first time head coach. They're learning on the fly. Tyson Hilton has not he just I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know the words to describe it. I'm not looking forward I do not look forward to this offense on Saturdays. I, I just I, I don't. I do not look forward to this offense. I don't. I, I'm anxious. Chase I, Hook. I am looking forward. I like. I'm, I'm looking forward to see the defense. What steps they've made through the bye week. Hopefully, hopefully the offense gets on track. You know, you have an extra week to prepare for this game. Um, as much as I'd love to say we're going to come out and pull the upset, I just realistically it's not going to happen. I, I don't either. And so, yeah. I mean, Garantano was pretty good. He was pretty solid against Georgia. You'd like to see a repeat performance of that. But I'm I'm really hoping that Florida game on national television really opened his eyes. But here's the thing about that Florida game now. And, Is and it as bad as we you, thought? Here's the thing. Florida just beat LSU. So let's look back at the losses for Tennessee this year right now. Okay, you have West Virginia lighting it up. You have Florida who just beat LSU. We thought Florida sucked. That's just to be frank. That's what we thought. We thought they weren't a good team. Yeah. Uh, They're unfortunately, we seem to be incorrect about that. They're ranked 14th in the nation right now. So they're okay. Then you lose to Georgia, who's in the playoff if they started today. Now you have to face Auburn, who's ranked. And then you have to face Alabama, who's ranked. So, yes, they're not going to win these games. But the question is, when you look at the back half of the schedule, and after the Florida game, we both overreacted and said they're definitely going 3-9. and nine. I think there's a chance they go 3-9. and nine. But I also think Vanderbilt has come crashing back down to earth. I think Vanderbilt can be beaten. Kentucky yep. just showed that they could be beaten. Although yep. Benny Snell scares me. Yep. And Missouri can be beaten. Yep. So, and Charlotte, you're going to beat. You, I mean, Lord willing. Surely the goodness. Surely you'll beat Charlotte. So... You do all those things, put them together. Maybe this season will not be as bad. Maybe you could be a four and eight, five and you know, seven if everything goes perfectly for you in some of those games. Yeah, you can win against Vanderbilt and then steal one against Missouri. Definitely, because that Florida game, to me, I, at the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, you know. But now it's 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 of course you you hate losing the Florida, but if they don't slip up against Kentucky, they're a top ten team. Oh, for sure, for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, so obviously, I mean, obviously hindsight is always twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So we cannot hold that game and react about it the way we did when it first happened. No. But this Vols team, they have to show that they are making strides to get to the next level. Yes. You have to be able to – eventually you have to be able to beat teams like Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State. And then you have to be able to beat teams like Georgia, Alabama, LSU. And we're not on that level. And the and the SEC is only getting tougher. The job Jimbo Fisher has done with Texas A&M, Isn't my goodness. Well done. He looks like a genius for leaving Florida State because they are a tire fire right now in yep. Tallahassee. 
But and I thought I thought it was the talent at Florida State, but I'm sold that Jimbo Fisher is a great coach. I think so too. I don't I don't think there's any debate, even if he is grabbing his players. Uh, <laughs> I, so yeah, the SEC is all getting better all the way across, and so Tennessee's got to start getting better too. Yeah, you can't you cannot is you cannot stay stagnant. No, you can't at all. Well, certainly not. You can't stay stagnant the way they are right now. They're not good enough to stay stagnant. That's just not possible. Yeah, it, it's time to it's time to. Just get to work. Yes. You, you've got to show up. Roll up your sleeves and get to work. Yep. And, and that's like on the recruiting trail, really, at this point. Right. right? He's, Jeremy Pruitt's got to get to work and get some big boys on the line of scrimmage. Definitely. That's, that's we, we've got to get a thing. line. That's the biggest thing because you have JG for two more years. You have all these running backs, most of them are young, Tim Jordan. Uh, so you have those pieces. you got to get on the offensive and defensive line. You can start bullying people on the offensive line. You start winning football games. That's pretty much how it works in the SEC. So we both think we're going to lose to Auburn. Give me your score prediction. Don't say 100 to nothing like you said with Georgia. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 42-24. 42-24. I'll be, I'll be happy if they score 24 points. I, really, I, I think that's, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a win. I, mean, I will go 35-17 Auburn wins. I, th- I don't think there's going to be very many field goals. If Auburn gets close, they're going to score, and it'll be fine. It'll just be an okay game. It's fine. It, it's, it's the gif of the, the cartoon dog. Yeah, this is fine. Fire. This, this is, is fine. fine. That's the case with Tennessee. All right. So it's been a bad week, Noah. It's been a bad week. So let's just talk about something else. But man. not really. But No, not really, because <laughs> Tennessee fans are cursed. You think so? I know so. I'm 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 100% convinced. Okay, let's let's run this through. Tennessee wins the national championship in 98. Awesome. Great. Titans. 1 yard short. Okay. 2008. Best team in the league. 13 and 3. Baltimore comes to town. Lose in the first in the second round of the playoffs. All right. How about hockey? Okay, the team was really bad for a really long time, but now they're good. They made the Stanley Cup final. They score in game six of the Stanley Cup final to take the lead. The ref blows the whistle because he thought the puck was stopped. Preds lose that game with an empty netter goal late. They would have won the game if it wasn't for that call. Don't tell me that fans of Tennessee, <laughs> that Tennessee sports is not cursed. One the- yard short? Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. And then to, <laughs> those, that, to those that consider Memphis part of Tennessee, you, you, in 2013 you have a great series. You you. You go and you beat dominant team like the Thunder. You knock them out. Then you face the Spurs in the Western Conference, Western Conference Finals and just get swept. Yep. You just get swept. You don't even. You just lay down. And don't, the, even, don't even get me started on the other teams. Vanderbilt, come on. The only positive we have is women's college basketball. And I. And ever since Holly Warlick got there, it's not that it's positive either. Thank God for Pat Summit. You know, but it's at the end of the day, in my opinion, it's women's college basketball. That's it. <laughs> something went wrong in '99. Some, somebody did something. Something has gone somebody wrong. Somebody did something. <laughs> Is it Faith Hill? Faith Hill can never sing another sporting. Event. Is it her? It, it can't be. I don't. I don't know if it. I don't know. For those, of you, for those of you who don't know, Faith Hill sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl, where the Titans were one yard short, and in Game Six of the Stanley Cup Final, where the ref decided he wanted to forget to do his job. So, Faith Hill has got to be banned. She has a part to play in this curse. It's, it's her fault. <laughs> Faith Hill is the is it's her fault. She's no, the scapegoat. But seriously, man, it's it is what it is. And and me being a Braves fan, all right. Mm-hmm. I know not everybody in Tennessee is a Braves fan. A lot of them are. 
You win in 95. You win 14 straight division titles and you only get one World Series championship? Yep. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's been a stressful week for us as your host of Tennessee Talking. Oh. You can't tell. Uh, hopefully, this next week will be better. It, it's, up, it's up to the Preds, man. They've got to break the The Preds have got to do it. It's, they're the closest. It's not, they're, they're definitely closest. And then UT men's basketball is pretty close, too. Yeah, but with the tournament, you just you never know. That's the thing. The tournament, I love it. It's exciting, but one game, mm-hmm. you never know. We be we play Loyola Chicago. We're beating them ninety nine times out of hundred. But not in the NCAA tournament. No, of course not. Just like Virginia <laughs> getting put out by UMBC or whoever it was they played. I don't even remember. They're gonna win nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand. It's just, it's crazy. It you okay? We're cursed. Are you okay? Yeah, we're cursed. You coming back down? Yeah, I'm down. Are you, you I'm, I'm down to earth. You sure? Yep. Okay. You got anything else? <laughs> is that you're good? I'm good. All right. That is it for us today. Like we said, we are so excited to be partnered with Stonecom here in Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, if you're listening to us through their platform, we appreciate you. Welcome. We hope you enjoy the show. We're doing it every Tuesday at noon. Come back. We're going to keep breaking it down for you. Hopefully we won't have to go on long rants about how cursed we are. But like I said, follow us on Twitter, at TNTalkPod. On Facebook, like us, Tennessee Talk. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us five stars. Write us a review. Subscribe. SoundCloud. Share all of our stuff. We appreciate you. Keep telling your friends about it. We're going to keep bringing it to you. We appreciate you all, and have a great week.